Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam. I'm glad you decided to join us today on this wonderful, uh, full episode. Uh, I feel like I'm a little rusty. It's been a minute, uh, but this is my second full episode. We are continuing on with a part two um, of what recruitment trends I'm seeing. How can we recruit post-COVID? Because we all know that it is different. We are experiencing something different. Um, and the way people respond and the way people are diving into ministry. And it just looks different than, uh, like, say, 2019. Um, before we do that, I want to jump into today's um, shout-out. Um, as always, I'm not ever sponsored by these people, but they're people that really add value. Um, I'm part of the Kids Matter podcast network, and so, um, you know, I really appreciate them and what they do. Uh, and we're going to shout-out uh, again a global Kidman Day that is coming up in August. Um, it is a great opportunity for you and your team to get together and get awesome training experience. Um, global Kidman Day is a day uh, where Kids Matter sends out uh, a, a, a bunch a day's worth of teaching and material for your volunteers and your team uh, to learn and glean from and to really set the stage for the coming school year. Um, and it is a, uh, a day where everyone is doing it together. They also, you know, you have the opportunity to do it by yourself at a later date. Uh, but I think it is really cool to get the opportunity to do it, knowing that uh, hundreds of other people um, and other churches across the globe are doing it together. And you get that unity um, and you get that energy. So be sure to go check that down below. I'm going to have the details and a link to that Global Kidman Day. Um, it is a great resource and a great way to train your volunteers and get them ready for the coming school year. Um, so if you were listening to last podcast, you will know. And if you have not listened to the previous full episode, I really encourage you. Um, you're going to need to go listen to that for the next half to be coherent. So pause it here. Go check out part one because that is pretty important. But if you did, which I hope you did, uh, you you know that we talked about some of the uh, trends that I've noticed and that I think we've all noticed in ministry. Um, and that is that uh, our volunteers are different, right? We have less of them. The volunteers we have are really hardcore I'm really diving in, but we see our pool kind of dwindling, um, and we're thinking, how can I recruit? Why is my recruitment not working like it used to? I mean, we really dived into the fact that volunteers need the why. They need to see the value, um, and today we're going to dive into the connection um, and their role in that ministry, uh, but I'm going to recap real quick. Um, we, we talked about uh, people need to see the why. Um, they need to see why they need to be in the ministry, right? Uh, I talked about the three core values of my ministry, and that is the why, and I try and portray that with my volunteers, um, and I portray that to anybody interested in the ministry to see the why, uh, right? For me, it is uh, I want my students to build strong relationships, make wise choices, and develop a deeper faith. Um, and our uh, leader's goal in the ministry is to help students do that. And so I have my why um, and when we are presenting our ministry, when we have people interested, when we are asking others to join us, the why is your leading uh, charge, right? It is the why, right? You don't just say, hey, come on and see what we got. It's cool. You show them why because people during COVID learned that they don't have to just do things. Uh, they can choose to do things and they do the things that matter to them. So show them the why and show them why it matters by showing them the value that they will add, right? 
Second step is show them the value that they will add. If a, if a volunteer, you know, they get the why, right? They're like, yes, I am down. I would love to help them build strong relationships and make major choices and uh, d- develop a deeper faith. And then they get in and see that they're adding no value or don't see the value that they're adding. They're going to fade quickly. I've lost several volunteers because I have not presented the value that they have in the ministry well. Um, And so that is on me. Um, And that is a lesson I have learned and it's one that I hope to share with you guys. If you do not present the value, you will lose them fast. So give them encouragement. Have others share the value that they're seeing. Um, Have students share the value they're seeing. Um, They continue to encourage new and old volunteers. This also applies to your old ones. Even your uh, you know, 20 plus year veterans need to see that they're adding value to your ministry. So don't let that slip. Um, and when a new volunteer, when someone interested feels like they can add value, uh, the next thing they want to do is make sure that they can make a connection. Um, COVID left a good bit of scarring on everyone, right? We've all got trauma from COVID. Um, and I think that's something we should all be aware of and really, uh, dive into in our own lives, uh, but also be aware of in the lives of others. And one of the biggest areas is our connection with others, right? We saw several months where our connections were severed, and that was intense for a lot of us. Um, so, so many lost close connections, right? Um, whether it was through death and loss or whether it was just because of uh, the isolation and the quarantine that they were, uh, they lost connections, right? We lost many close uh, family members in our church, right? Uh, our church family dwindled and we lost those that we thought uh, we would never lose. Um, and that was hard. Many felt the loneliness and the pain of quarantine. And, you know, we as the church and the church body saw the people drifting away. Um, and so when people are coming back, they're looking for those connections because they've just experienced, and depending on your location, like may still be experiencing and experienced in different varieties, right? I'm in Georgia, and so obviously our uh, you know, quarantine was shorter and our rules were relaxed, but if you're somewhere else, you might have experienced something way different. Uh, but wh- whether uh, or not, like, depending on what we experienced, and we all experienced something, uh, we and the whole community is looking uh, for somewhere that they can have a connection. And I, and I talked about this uh, on the first episode, um, but they want a, a connection. Um, and people really like that uh, exclusive uh, connection, right? Like anyone can go make a group of friends, but there's some communities um, that are closed. You know, that's why sororities and fraternities are like a big thing because it's this closed knit connected group um, and sh- shoot, people are willing to pay to be in a sorority, so like we should be able to get somebody f- for free, right, in our connections, right? If we can create a team uh, that is connected well, um, then that'll practically do the recruiting for us, right? People want that closed group, that connectivity, and you know that feeling, right? You're like, you're in, right? You're in this group, and it is like this tight-knit, bound group of people that that love each other well. So when people are looking at your ministry, they want to see that they can have a connection. Uh, now, you have to be careful with your connection because you can overextend it, right? And then you have a, a, a cliquish niche group of like a few volunteers that you know know each other well, and then everyone else is like, I don't know anybody. This is weird, right? So you want to make sure that your team is ready. So this is where your team crucial, uh, your team culture is 
crucial. Uh, and I have two episodes on team culture as well. I'm going to shout those out. Uh, episode 23 and episode 12. I'm going to uh, link those down below so that you guys can check those out as well. Um, but those are really important uh, ideas to have because if your team culture is off, uh, no one's going to want to connect. Like I just said, um, we want to create a potential culture where volunteers can walk in and see four things, right? We want them to see four things uh, connection-wise when they walk in. One, people that are eager to meet and connect with them. Um, This is where setting up your team for success is important. If you've got a new person coming in, tell your team, right? They don't want to just be like dropped on them. I am a uh, socially challenged person sometimes and if you drop somebody on me i'm not going to be prepared and it's going to be ugly and i'm going to be awkward and it's going to be weird um and it may come off in so many different ways uh but if i'm prepared i'm going to be a lot better so prepare your team maybe even select somebody right if you've got like a you know a a mom coming in that's interested in serving connect her with another mom in your ministry who's going to be like oh yeah, yeah yeah and 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 like have a, point, a person or two that is a point of connection for them, people that are eager to meet them and connect. Not just like, a, hey, thanks for coming, and then off to chat. Number two, uh, they want to see people laughing together and connecting, right? Someone wants to come into a ministry um, and see that someone is eager to talk with them and then see that everyone's eager to talk with each other, right? Everyone gets along well. Um, that's why I love my community and my team. Um, it has been so... Uh, awesome to watch it grow from this like stiff you know as you transition it's the stiff you're trying to kind of test the boundaries and now it's uh it's so much fun um and there is there is trust and there is fun and there is uh jokes and laughter and people want to see that when they walk in they don't want to see a stiff environment where people kind of you know don't quite know what to do with themselves Uh, number three um is they want to see students and leaders connecting. This goes back to the why um, and the value, right? Um, They want to see that a volunteer comes in and not only are they connected with each other, but they're connected with their students. Um, And and they can continue to see the perpetuation of the why, right? They see, oh, he told me the why, and now I come into the ministry, and I see that they're living out the why, and I see the value that they are adding. And so that is so important in your team culture, right? Like I said, we want them to be uh, laughing together and connecting, uh, but we don't want our ministry to be leaders in a corner laughing together and connecting and students kind of going crazy in another corner doing their thing. We want it to be intermingled, uh, and, and having your ministry do that is one of the best presentations of your why and of the value that a volunteer can add. Um, and the number four is they want to see you as the leader and the pastor Um, your desire to connect personally as the ministry lead. They want to see that you are willing to get to know them. They want to see that you are willing to um, dive deep into their lives, that you don't want to just know them at a surface level, but you want to know what are they good at? What do they enjoy? Uh, What does their home life look like? What's your story? That's my favorite thing, and it's always so awkward when I do it because they're like, oh. And I, I throw them off guard, and, and I try not to, but I'm like, just tell me your story. I want to know. Um, tell me your story. And it's really interesting what uh, you get to hear. Um, and it is a great way to understand a volunteer and be like, oh, 
that's why you do this and, and that's how I can do this and this is a great way to connect here. Um, so do that and, and sit down and get to know them. Uh, and this ties into our next one. Uh, when a volunteer feels connected, um, you're going to need to give them a role in your ministry. They need a role in their ministry. And so that is our final point today. We're going to be talking about the role um, because somebody needs that role. They need to have a position um, and, and it, it connects back to everything. They need to have a, uh, a, a role that you know connects back to the why. Does the role that they have um, serve the purpose of the why. Uh, they need a role that adds value um, to the ministry, right? They're not just uh, doing monotonous work with no reward, and they need a role that connects them to students, to you, and to your volunteers. So it's an easy place to lose a volunteer, right? You've got like 20 volunteers running around, and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're like, hey, and then there's a parent, and then you've got this new volunteer here, and you're like, oh gosh, this is crazy. So you need to be Prepare for it. Don't um, drop them in a role that you don't know is suitable for them. <laughs> I, did, I did that once, and I was like, oh, oh, Sam, don't know, dude. I put someone up who was, uh, they were supposed to be the host, which is our pre-service hype uh, announcements and game. And I was like, oh, gosh, oh, this was a mistake, right? And I did not, I did not put them in a good role, and they were like, I'm never doing that again. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, sorry, right? <laughs> and, and luckily they were a great sport. They were just fine, but I did not put them in a role that was suited for them. Um, so don't drop them in a role not suited for them or don't uh, just not give them a role, right? You don't want a, a new volunteer kind of like standing in the middle. And I've done that before too. And I can just see the panic in their eyes as they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Ha, uh, uh, right? You want to give them a clear and, and defined role. Um, I like to start my volunteers off shadowing somebody. So I'll be like, hey, Jeremy, uh, this is Daryl. And Daryl is going to shadow you today. And so Jeremy's like, oh, awesome. Here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. And they get to make the connection and everything, right? So uh, the roles are vital in ministry, right? The computer girl does not want to be on stage, all right, and the crowd hyping teenager does not want to be confined behind a screen. And this is where your connection matters, right? You should know them and where to put them that will flow best with them. That is why the connection is so important because if you are not connecting a volunteer, you don't know what works for them. You don't know if they are just shy and need a little nudge or if they legitimately will have a panic attack on stage, right? Um, you don't want to push a volunteer somewhere they cannot go and that is why you need to be meeting and connecting with these new volunteers um, because you should know uh, where they will flow best. So guys, when a person can get your why, when they can see the vision, make the connection, and plug in with the role they will work best in. You have a person who is ready to grow in your ministry, who is ready to connect, who is ready to dive in. You see, these post-COVID um, recruitments look different. They are difficult. They are hard. They are uh, difficult to keep up with, but... They matter. These people need that connection. I am a strong proponent 
that every single person should serve in the ministry. Uh, and you know, it doesn't have to be kids ministry, but I think that volunteering and serving is one of the best ways to grow your faith. I know for a fact is one of the reasons that I am where I am today because I served um, and volunteered um, and it grew and led me. Um, so I know that this is good. So we do not want to deprive people of this opportunity because we are not presenting our ministry well. So take these things to heart, right? Uh, write them down and figure out how you can. How can you co- uh, explain the why um, to these new volunteers, these new potential volunteers that interested people? Uh, how can you uh, show them the value that they will add to the ministry? How can you make the connections between you and your team and your students and these new uh, people? And how can you give them a role um, that will matter and carry them on? So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I know I've enjoyed it. It is. Uh, it has been really something that I'm hoping to truly dive into with my ministry. And uh, guys, go go get recruiting. Uh, don't be afraid to stand in your church lobby and ask people, present the why, and get them connected because people need that connection as much as you need those volunteers. So get recruiting. Go get them. Go bring in the sheep um, and shepherd them well uh, as the volunteer leads and and just grow them. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. I mean, you truly gained something from uh, these ideas. Uh, I will see you guys Monday with our nugget. Thank you so much. Bye.